Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Tuesday, December 26th. As our friends in the Commonwealth would say, happy Boxing Day. And we're not talking about uh, the Marquis de Queensberry with this boxing. It's uh, uh, a place, to, time to uh, celebrate um, and uh, be do nice things for people who normally do nice things for you, like uh, deliver packages, deliver the mail if you have a regular mail person, and you get to know the mail person, which you know, just don't do in the old days because for the most part, well, we here at our station, we have a regular mail person that stops by, walks in, drops the mail off, and, you know, chit-chats with uh, Mr. Spencer, mostly talking about things in the squared circle. But, uh, you know, for a lot of you, you know, they just drop, you know, drive to the mailbox, drops, drop the things off, and away they go away. But anyway, uh, we say good morning to the Master Gardener, Jan Musen. Good morning, Jan. Good morning. She is, of course, with the Brian Seed, Washington and Elm in downtown Zeeland. You can call her now to ask questions at 616-395-1450, 616 uh, After 11 o'clock, call her at the Brian Seed, 616-772-2316, 616-772-2316. And go online to uh, shop or find out what you can do in terms of uh Instead of sitting on your thumbs, for one thing, it would be hurting on the thumbs, but also, you know, it's, it's time to time to do some indoor gardening. And you can. Debrian Seed, six one uh Debrian Seed, D-E-B-R-U-Y-N Seed.com. DebrianSeed.com. Hope you had a good holiday uh, there, Jan. Yes, I did. I hope you all did too. Oh, we we certainly we certainly did. And uh uh, it's time to start uh, thinking about the new year and people like to make new year's resolutions, mostly about their weight, but also I would think if they're smart, make some resolutions as in, I'm going to do some gardening in 2024. So yes. what should they do? You know, uh, can they stock up on certain things so that once the new year start, you know, once, uh, the weather breaks in late February, early March, uh, they can get a you know get a good start on on gardening. I would think. Uh, yes, you can. Um, you know, you can start a lot of seeds indoors. Um, you know, you'd start your tomatoes in February and peppers maybe in March. Um, but yeah, you can start a lot of things. But you can start a lot of things inside right now. In fact, if you could see, just go and look to the other side of this computer and look in the store. We've got. Um, an arrow garden going and we've got lettuce in there right now that's growing. So, you know, I have a little um, salad every couple of days from the lettuce that's growing in my arrow garden and it's very nice. Um, but you can also do a lot of herbs you can grow inside the house. I mean, you depending on what kind of situation you're growing it, I mean, you can even do maybe some radishes. Or, you know, any lettuce, um, greens are fine. Um, the lady on television is growing her tomatoes inside. Um, I would grow a very short variety. Um, but 
other than because you can't do a six foot variety of of tomato in the house. But um, yeah, there are lots of things that you can grow in the house. Um, a lot of the uh, like the germination station and arrow garden already have the light built into it, which is a good idea to have a light. We don't have a whole lot of sunlight this time of year. And even if we had all the available sunlight we could get, um, plants need more than the little eight hours of sunlight we would possibly get. So, um, yeah, the lights are always a godsend and even a heated mat under there to keep it warm enough. Um, it's fun. It's fun to start something in the house. 616-395-1450 if you have a question for the Master Gardener, Jan Musen, 616-395-1450. Along those lines, you mentioned some of the uh, uh, indoor growing has the light there. Do you need to spend a lot on, on getting artificial light that uh, is conducive for growing plants or not really? No, it's, you know, if you've got a huge setup in your basement or whatever and You've got, you know, great big things going. You're going to spend a lot on the on the bulbs. We've got bulbs here that you can put in, you know, things that you already have to put um, your plants. So, you know, you don't have to spend. Gardening is not going to be one of your more expensive things. It can be, but just to get started, you just need basics. Let's get to a call. 616-395-1450. Good morning. You're on the line with the Master Gardener, Jane Musen. Uh, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Say, I have a, a Christmas cactus that's quite small. I'd like it to get bigger. Do I put it in a bigger pot? Will that help? Or, or how do I do what do I do with that? Um, if it's in a small pot right now, I definitely would put it in a bigger pot. Don't don't, you know, if it's in a four-inch pot, don't put it in an eight-inch pot. Just put it in the, the next size larger pot. Um, it will grow into that. Christmas cactus aren't known for the great root structure they have. So you'll probably be very easily, I find it easy to do it with two people with the little flat little, little leaves, so to speak. But lift it up and put it in the new pot. That should help a lot. Um, and I would probably fertilize it a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't overdo it. Um, if you've got like a liquid a fertilizer, like something like a miracle Grow that you mix with water, I would mix it to half of what it should be and maybe once a month water it with that. Um, don't go overboard on it because Christmas cactus, actually they come from Brazil. They're found in the jungles in Brazil. And they grow, you know, in like the the branches of the trees. They really don't even grow in soil. So, um, you know, you don't, it's not known for its huge roots. So I, I would transplant it. Don't put it in a lot bigger plot, pot and fertilize it once a month with a dilute fertilizer. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yep. You're welcome. Thank you very much for the call. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for the Master Gardener, Jan Musen, 616-395-1450. I'll follow up on that for a moment, Jan, and ask when you do transplant, do you want to transplant the plant into, as I would call, virgin soil, or do you want to keep the soil that's already in there 
with the plant and just add to it? I would add as much new soil as you can rather than keep what's already there only because that's got the minerals in and things like that. So the, the new soil, well, the old soil is probably pretty much used up. So okay, I, I put in as new, much new as possible. Yeah. Cause I know sometimes you want to keep the, in some cases, there are plants that if you take if you take it out, take all the soil out and put it in a fresh one, they're not going to be too happy. Other times, no, you mentioned, sometimes they aren't. Yes, yeah. But I would keep I would keep as much or put as much new in as you can. You're not going to get it all in there, so you know, I I wouldn't go hog wild on trying to take all the old soil out from the roots. I wouldn't do that, but you know, I would just kind of plop it down into the new box new pot jan because we had have only had really a couple of uh, instances of some snowfall we had some uh around halloween we had some just after thanksgiving but for the most part it's been pretty mild that has extended to a certain extent the planting of maybe some stuff you might want to see come up in the early spring am i wrong <laughs> Well, that's called frost seeding, and we frost seeding means you put it down on a frozen ground, and you um, the frost, you know, the freezing, contracting, and whatever of the soil when it freezes and freezes and melts, freezes and melts, gets the seed down to where it needs to be. Well, this is normally done in February or March. Okay. And honestly, the soil temperature here is still 42 degrees. Um, you know, it's kind of like Lake Michigan. It doesn't drop in temperature like the air temperature does. So, um, honestly, would I put out too much seed right now? hoping that it's going to come up in the spring. No, not really. So basically um, the planting, even though the, the we don't have a hard ground now. Yeah. Don't, 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 if you procrastinate it, don't, don't think you can, you know, get a free pass for, for, yeah. for, for, for putting stuff in. Grass seed's not the easiest thing to frost seed mm -hmm. anyway. So I would wait until next spring. You same, know, same with before. bulbs though. Same with bulbs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know, it's just because we've had a late winter start. Does that mean it can you can be able to get those? You know, get them in before the frost hits. It's already too late as it is. So, okay, six one six three nine five fourteen fifty. If you have a question for the master gardener, Jan Musen, six one six three nine five one four five zero. This topic we bring up a lot during the months of November and December, and that, of course, is. Uh, 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 prime months for uh, Christmas trees and, and getting them up. But now what do you do with the Christmas trees when it is over? Well, in New York City, Jan, they have a thing called Mulch Fest. <laughs> Mulch Fest. Uh, today through January 7th, New Yorkers can drop their Christmas trees off at select locations throughout Gotham City. Crews will then chip the tree and use it for three, tree and flower beds at city parks. Chipping weekend is January 6th and 7th when folks can get a bag of mulch in exchange for their tree at certain locations. 
Uh, more than 58,000 trees were recycled last year at Mulchfest. It's not the same as Festivus, but hey, in New York, that's one way of handling it. You right. might not have a backyard to put your tree in. So <laughs> this is probably why they do that. But I am always of the of the the factor of putting your tree out in the backyard for the birds and the wildlife out there during the winter. Birds can always use one more place of shelter. Um, birds like to land somewhere before they go to your feeder. So it would give that staging spot for the birds at the feeder. Um, you know, a nice, nice evergreen tree, you know, they'll just pack in right next to the trunk of the tree at night to keep warm. So I, you know, I'm always of the fact, you know, think put it out on your deck or put it out in your backyard. Um, either place, I don't care. Um, there are you know, Holland to Park Township, you can bring it over to the park on Quincy Street, and I believe they mulch it there. Um, the uh, city of Holland, I believe they still have tree pickup. City of Zealand does not. Do not put your tree by the side of the road in the city of Zealand. You'll get a little a little sticker on it. Um, it it cannot be left by the side of the road. But I believe they might have a uh, might have the uh, brush thing on Riley Street open at some point in time this week. Um, but yes, I would, you know, if you can, yep. putting it out on your deck, putting it out in the backyard, perfect. Make sure the lights are off of the tree. And, and all it, the tinsel is off. Yes. yes. Get that tinsel off too. I know it's a pain in the butt to try to get all the tinsel out, but uh, let's put it this way. Um, you might be saving a few uh, birds' lives by getting the yeah. tinsel out. Yes. Um, also, I know that by the pool um, out on 16th Street there, um, they uh, accept uh, tr Christmas trees. Um, again, no lights, no tinsel. Um, nobody wants your lights and tinsel. All right. Uh, what about wreaths? Is, can, can they be put outside or those really have to go into the mulch and, and stuff? Um. You know what? I don't know why it can't. I'm sure somebody would like it. I would put it kind of near your Christmas tree. Um, somebody will use it. Okay. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, we talk about trees, but, you know, some people have, you know, get live wreaths they put on their doors. And yeah. mm -hmm. you know, they, those don't last. Those have to go away, too. So, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they usually last a little longer because we keep them outside. But, yeah, that there comes a point when when they're not any good either. <laughs> All before. right. Now, there's another story on my wire I do want to mention, uh, and we, I, I see these stories from time to time. Uh, of course, Jan does have some veterinary skills, so animal things I do tend to save. Um, also out of New York, they have gotten a couple of more dogs have been hired to patrol geese on Governor's Island. Yeah, the, the pups are called Atlas and Reed. They are joining Chip and Aspen. All four come from the Mid-Atlantic Border Collie Rescue and are working dogs. They're on the island's goose patrol looking for geese and chasing them away from lawns and public spaces because, frankly, nobody wants to step in goose poop. <laughs> well, that is very true. <laughs> so they have dogs to get these geese out of the way. A lot of visitors this time of year because Governor's Island in New York Harbor is open through April 30th 
Whoever to anyone who wants to walk their own pooch on the islands, 172 acres, but of course the dogs have to be leashed. That is kind of fun. I like the idea of having the dog patrol there. I could use it by mine. I when the geese come, they come. Yeah. <laughs> and let's put it this way. Uh you, tr you know, people trying to shoo the geese away, the geese usually shoo back. <laughs> they do. They're not nice. <laughs> but the dogs? No, they the dogs don't they mean business. They oh, mean, they'll nip at them, yeah. They'll nip at them. So Yeah. Please uh there are good purposes to having now cats. Well, I don't know about cats, you know, chasing the geese away. I don't think they'd be very effective, but. No, know. they'd probably find a place in the sunshine and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking about kitties, I do have to mention this. Taters the cat. That's the name of the cat. Taters. Okay. Star of a live stream video that's way out of this world. NASA features the orange tabby cat in his first ever video streamed from deep spaces by way of a laser. The video Ooh. beamed from 19 million miles away on December 11th, took more than 100 seconds to reach the Earth. Space agency said NASA's deep space optical communications experiment was designed to boost the capabilities of streaming data from long distances. So they're streaming a cat video from deep space. Taters the cat. <laughs> distant, cousin, distant cousin of Mr. Butterball? Mm. It could be. Could be an orange tabby. Uh, yeah, they're known, known to be naughty. So, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll see. You know, uh, if we find, you know, find some video on that, you know, listen, Mr. look, 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 there's, there's your cousin, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Look, and they're working. That cat's working. I'm oh, like. Okay, okay. We don't need to get the cat. The bump I, on the bed there, yeah. Yeah, so. All right. Uh, okay, let us move forward into um, some more serious things. And if you have a question for the Master Gardener, 616-395-1450. 616-395-1450. This is a good time to maybe go to back to the classroom. Uh, learn things about gardening now that you can put to use when the weather becomes very nice. Um, there's some... Uh, there's a continuing education series um, that people can uh, uh, sign up for and learn a little bit online from some good classes through uh, the MSU Extension Services. Uh, Quest for Amazing Plants for Midwest Gardeners. It's a $40 class with early registration until January 7th. Tell us a little bit more about that, Jan. Okay. That is, I've done this the last couple of years. Um, they get horticulturals like executive directors of like gardens of somewhere um parks etc and they will pick out their most favorite plants to use around the area here and they'll 
every week there's four weeks every week is a different one the first week on january 8 is uh, matthew ross from uh, traverse city um and he's gonna he's got a couple of really pretty plants that he's going to talk about are underused and you know might fit your a spot in your garden there this is a fun series to watch i mean it gets you really excited for spring and planting things it's usually more for the landscape, not for gardens, but it is fun. It's an online thing, um, and if you can't do it, it's on Monday nights um, between 6 and 8.30, I believe. Um, but if you can't do that, um, oh, 6 and 7.15, um, if you can't do it, they will send you the what happened Um so it's a fun one. I have done it. I've signed up already for this year to do it. So uh, if you want to get, you know, some ideas of what to plant in your landscape that's different and might work, that's for you. Now, question is, where where do they sign up for? They have to go to the MSU Extension online and look under events, and you can find all of these. This is a Plant Quest. And my next one will be Foundations of Gardening, another one at the MSU Extension. Foundations of Gardening, this is the one that you must take if you want to become a master gardener. Um, this is a 10-week course. It's two and a half hours per week of online lectures, etc. cetera. Um, and then there's some homework that you have to do every week, too. There are tests. Um, if you want to go to, you know, to do the master gardener route, you have to take the tests and you have to pass. If you just want to take this to learn everything you possibly can, you know, to create healthy soils and plants and manage diseases and, you know, all this sort of stuff, um, you can take it and not take the tests, you know, for that. But it is $350. There are scholarships available. And if you want one, you better go on to the MSU Extension and look under events for Foundations of Gardens now. I don't know how long they'll be accepting scholarship applications, but that's uh, an option. And the third one I want to talk about is, and we do this every year, Master the Science and Art of Pruning. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. All you have to do is just cut the the the, 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 the unwanted uh, branches and you, you pruned okay. Is there an art to it? Do you have to be like Edward Scissorhands and work that way? Yes, you do. there is an art to pruning, and there's, you know, what to prune. You know, because sometimes I can go up to a bush and I don't have a clue as to what to do. I took this class, and Rebecca Finneman um, usually does it. She is excellent at this. You sign up, I believe it is $40. But before the class starts, there's one on January 31 and one on February 21, you can send pictures of your plants. Like, I don't know how to trim this crab apple tree. Send a picture of the plant. You will, she will talk about it, and it's an interactive class. You can ask questions. Um, so the only, she only allows like 40 people. So, and it fills up quick. So if you want to learn this, if you've got some, you know, some pruning things and you want an expert's opinion, this is the class to take, $40, um, and you can ask questions, and she answers, and she's really patient, um, 
and she'll keep doing the t class until all of the questions are answered. So well worth it if you've ever had any question on how to plant, how to trim, you know, what to trim. It, it, perfect. You've Excellent one. And you've taken this, right? I have taken that one. Okay. Yes. See, that, now you know why Jan is very patient with me when I ask silly and stupid questions. She learned that <laughs> by taking it from the class. She learned more than just the pruning thing, you know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you know, you can't be an expert in everything, but hey, you can keep learning. And, you know, learning should be a lifelong thing. You can't, you know... Hey, I, I graduated from high school and I'm never going to take another class again in my life. You know, you can't be that way. You got to continually learn something new. All right. We mentioned about the fact that of uh, seeds and other things, some of the other things is de-icing. And while, Jan, it is not icing yet, it's a good time to get ready for when the icing does come. And part of it is not only keeping your sidewalks and driveways clear, but also keeping your roofs clear. The hockey pucks are one thing, but the hot socks are another thing as well. <laughs> I would really like hot socks, but these don't go on your feet. They can actually go up in the gutter um, of your house. And actually it's, um, it's filled with, I believe, you know, something, I don't think it's urea, but I think it's one of the better um, ice melts, not urea. It's not a good ice melt. Um, put it up there and it will keep that clear so it doesn't get frozen and then it doesn't back up into the house and then cause you thousands of dollars worth of damage. So um, it is well worth the investment in hockey pucks and hot socks to keep that roof clear. I will tell you that right now. And besides the roof taking care of, but also some of the de-icing agents that's available right now at uh, DeBrine. You know, the last time we had that little icy spell, it doesn't help that we have thousands of pounds of ice melt here. What does count is you have some in your garage. So you can get your walkways clear, your driveway clear, so you can be safe in your house and people that come to your house can be safe. So doesn't help for it to be at DeBrines, you need to come in before the, the the event happens and be, this is one thing that, you know, living up here in Michigan, we should all know we need to be prepared for bad weather. It's not always going to be a warm, you know, warm winter. Even a warmer winter does mean we get some snow and ice. So be prepared. Come on in. We'll be glad to pick something out for you, whether it be pet safe or landscape safe or good um, new concrete we'll help pick something out that's right for your area and we can help you with that and as always i am going to remind you when your pet comes in and i don't care what kind of de-icer you're using pet safe or otherwise if it says it you need to clean out between their toes because the first thing the dog's going to do, he's going to come in. He's going to walk in the house. I am now bored. I'm going to sit and chew on my feet or lick my feet. And he'll ingest that ice melt. That ice melt on their feet, yeah, it might get, you know, get a little, little uh, chafing on the feet. Ice melt in tummies, 
that's where you're going to have problems. So do clean out between the toes. It'll save you a huge vet bill later on. You took the words out of my mouth about vet bills. (laughs) And of course with cats, they like, you know, they like to be clean. So, you know, yes, yes, they're, they're, they're fastidious about those things. Speaking about going out and doing some shopping on this boxing day, um, besides maybe shopping for uh, preparatory for when the snow and cold and ice come, uh, there are some specials going on right now at DeBrine that uh, might get people into the door. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, actually, the black oil sunflower seed is still on special. I think Ken's going to have it on special through the end of the year, and it's $14.98 for a 40-pound bag. Um, you know, we just don't see those prices that often. So, And I was all excited last year at this time. It was $19.98. So this is a fantastic deal at $14.98 this year. So it's time to stock up and save. It's a great bird feed to fit to 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 use in your feeder this time of year um he's also got some um nature's window suet and he's got there's some really cool flavors like cardinal um of suet and he's got those on a skid right outside the door here you can pick some up and take it in it is on sale right now too we're thinking about keeping those you know birds fed so um he's got some uh some of the other bird seeds are on sale too, and I'm not quite sure which ones he put on sale right now this week, but um, there's always a sale on seed, on bird seed here. And about some bulbs too is on sale. Yeah, still some tulips, crocus, daffodils, bulbs that we have left. Um, we don't have a whole lot of them left, but they are 25% off. Even Some of them might even be more than that right now. You can still put them in pots to force um, for, you know, earlier, early spring, you know, to bring them inside, um, in early spring and use them that way. That would be a fun thing to do yet. It's also a fun gift to, you know, if you're going to go around visiting people, fun gift to, you know, or even a, 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 a thing to do with the kids if they're bored, you know, plant some pots up with some tulips and they can watch them grow over the winter. If you need more information about what's going on at DeBrine Seed, call DeBrine Seed. They're open six days a week at 616-772-2316, 616-772-2316, and online, DeBrineSeed.com, D-E-B-R-U-Y-N-Seed.com. As always, Jan Musen, thank you very much for your expertise on some matters and putting up with our silliness and others. <laughs> Wish you and everybody at DeBrines a very happy and safe New Year's holiday. And if I forget, remind me, let's go through our year-end awards next Tuesday morning when we chat. That sounds like a, a great plan. Thank you very much, Jan Musen on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. CBS News with Deborah Rodriguez straight ahead, followed by WHTC News. We will finish up Talk of the Town with the Evergreen Commons Report and Barb Visser at 1125, followed by the WHTC Midday Report.